Okay. Let's try you. Two, 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 one, two. Great, great. Cool. Chris Phillips. Claudia. How are you doing, mate? I'm good. I, I love your spatial and palatial surroundings. I have to get one of these myself. This is awesome. Yeah, yeah, you know. I tell you, people up here at Passavanti Towers, you can see the world and be the world. It's <laughs> good. I'm going to enjoy this. Are you following by any chance the Olympics? I am. You know, I would never watch swimming on an ordinary Wednesday, but I'm engrossed by it. It's funny that happens, isn't it? It's like when the Winter Olympics come around and I just get all excited about the curling. Some guy with a brush <laughs> following a piece of marble down an ice rink. I don't I know why. I love that one. Yeah. Why is that suddenly <laughs> exciting during the Olympics? But definitely, I've been following the Olympics. I, I've been trying to get tickets as well, but... I think basically uh, we could probably get a, a, you know get to have dinner with uh, Fidel Castro easier than to get tickets for the Olympics. You know? That's true. Only to see those places empty isn't that a shame? It is a shame. It is a shame. It's you know it's like a giant corporate heist or a wind up. You know, but I don't get I don't buy the whole idea of there being thousands of seats empty because some guy's company in you know Latvia didn't sell all the tickets. When you've got a 15,000 seat venue like Wimbledon and 3,000 seats are occupied, some questions have to be asked. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, I'll tell you what, we only care about the music today. Mm -hmm. So, in fact, you've been so kind to bring in some of your uh, music. Um, before we start even getting into you know, what you do and why you have so much respect from me and from so many other musicians and listeners around the world, can you announce the first song for your selection? Yeah, well, I'm going to basically span the genres here, so expect a few surprises. But if, if I may be permitted to go in quite heavy at the beginning, this is Stone Alliance and this thing called Vaya Maluto. Thank you. 
Right. So, wow, that was pretty heavy. Yeah, man, we went in with the heavy stuff, you know, blow the cobwebs out before we get to do some decorating around here. Yeah. <laughs> clean, the, clean the scene first. Right. <laughs> man, you know, I mean, it comes to a point where I don't know what the process of making music or listening to music is because I enjoy both so much. But, uh, you know, w one of the questions that um, I want to ask you, the first time I've really selected music was to impress girls with a mixtape. Yeah. What's the first time that you remember actively selecting music? I'd say it was 1980, something like that, where I used to put together cassettes, like uh, just exactly as you mentioned, you know. Um, back then, you, you would impress somebody, a girl, <laughs> um, by putting together some tapes. And I, I remember putting things like Earth, Wind of Fire, Clear, Chic, all my favorite boogie disco bands on there. I didn't want to blow them away with some jazz because yeah, I wanted to keep them close, not far, you know. But, I mean, uh, that was exactly what I used to do. So uh, I basically became a DJ because of that because I thought, well, I seem to be wowing these, these girls with these tapes. So maybe I've got something here. Maybe I can do something professionally one day. You never know. Well, guess what? You, yeah. <laughs> you more certainly have. Yeah, well, I'm still playing music, but the girls don't pay much attention to that. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. What's the first radio job that you landed in whatever form? Well, the first radio job I ever did was in 1984, um, and I was a, a very young man, and a friend of mine was running a pirate radio station in, in uh, a little place just, just south of Crystal Palace, and uh, it just turned out that I was desperate to get on pirate radio, and a guy I worked with happened to be an engineer, so he said, well, why don't you come and do a show? So I said, oh, really, can I get on the radio? So I went and did a show, and the first ever dedication I handed out was to my granddad, who was listening, believe it or not. <laughs> And it was a station called Radioactivity in 1984. And it didn't take me long to actually construct my own radio station and work with guys like Giles Peterson, Jez Nelson, Tom Eck, uh, Bob Jones, all these kind of cats, you know. So, yeah, 1984 is where it all began for me officially. But I was a real fan of pirate radio back in the early 80s and late 70s. That's where we sourced our music from. Right. Well, you also had a radio with Giles himself. Giles and uh, his friends were running a radio station in, it turned out it was in North Cheam in South London uh, called K-Jazz and I was just around the corner in a place called Worcester Park running another radio station called Starpoint and, and I just tracked them down bizarrely and I got introduced to them and then we kind of merged the two things together and became K-Jazz and Starpoint out of the same kind of resource if you like. So I had a studio in my garage in, in Worcester Park and we had a, a transmitter on the top of Crystal Palace and we used to link the two and beam it out across the whole of London so it was Starpoint during the Saturday and K-Jazz all day Sunday it was, it was just a dream I'm sure you felt like you belonged to something to, to some movement right? It was it was, a, it was like a guerrilla movement of, uh, of, of DJs you know that just wanted to get out there and play their music and then inevitably with the number of radio stations that popped up politics followed as human beings tend to get involved in politics but there was a real wealth of really interesting radio stations and I think we set our stall out completely different to the rest when we, we set out K-Jazz because nobody else had thought about doing a jazz station and I think that was you know I can't remember exactly when it was I think it was 80, late 85 early 86 and so that was the first ever jazz radio station to my knowledge in the UK Oh, girl, we'll be 
living uh, my reason for living 
that, can you? We also had the joy of the album covers back then, and you know, the album cover depicted these kind of aging guys just in the barrio somewhere, just chilling against the wall, graffiti all over the wall. It was just a, a kind of urban American Latin scene, and it kind of sparked my interest in the music early doors, man. And I've just loved that music ever since. So, at what point did you transition from? being on a pirate radio to commercial radio? Well, I was in pirate radio for a few years and then it became untenable after a while because, you know, there was like a cold war going on between uh, the Department of Trade and Industry radio investigations people and the people that were running pirates and there was some evil evil elements coming into pirate radio as well. So I kind of went for about four years and then I quit pirate radio and got into legal radio via uh, a commercial pop radio station in the southwest, believe it or not, doing travel news and gig guides and working on specialist programming but in um, 1989 the opportunity came up to come back to London and uh, and get involved with Jazz FM because Charles Peterson was on the board and uh, they wanted a lot of the young guys to come in and the best kind of radio presenters from the young crop of which there weren't many that understood and knew and loved jazz so we were very blessed and fortunate enough to be involved at the very beginning when the plaster was going up on the walls and the equipment was being installed and uh, we had our input there for the first couple of years before things changed so it was about 1989 before I got my first proper job Dois, tres.
Andy Bay, the um, the singer, and uh, he did some stuff in the 70s with Horace Silver, and it was all about getting in touch with self and, you know, fresh air, exercise, good food, meditation, being in touch with self and self, self-help and self-improvement. And Experience and Judgment was the name of his album. Uh, he was with the Bay Sisters in the 60s, and uh, what a rich, velvety voice, a powerful voice. And uh, that was a song that he also did with um, Gary Bartz, um, uh, which is much more up-tempo and funky with Gary Bartz. It was Celestial Blues. Yeah, man. I mean, it, it looks to me like uh, uh, when the music is, is sounding really right, it's where some soulful element comes into the equation. Always. Isn't it? Yeah, it always has to have soul for me, right down the middle, you know. If it hasn't got words, it's got to, you've got to feel the soul of the musician that's putting it in for you. Coltrane. Whoever it happens to be, McCoy Tyner, Phyllis Hyman, they all come from the same thing, soul. Right. The blues. Right. You know? 
But yeah, Andy Bay, he's a really incredible musician and he's, um, I think he's in his 70s now and I don't remember if he's ever been to the UK but I, hell, I would like to get him over here. I tried tracking him down and he does play in New York and he lives over there but I have not had a response and it would just be an absolute honour and privilege to bring Andy Bay to the UK with maybe oh. a UK trio so watch that space. I bet, man. You know? So listen, and, and I mean, how, how, was, it, was it a difficult transition from that to KISS? Not at the beginning, no, because Jazz FM DJs and KISS DJs had the same mindset. You know, at the very beginning, they were lifestyle music lovers, and uh, they kind of crossed the same boundaries. But uh, that's why when I came over from, from Jazz FM to KISS, you know, we fitted on there. We just tweaked it a bit. We fitted on there perfectly. And as time went on, say post-1998, KISS became a very much formatted highly commercial radio station i mean we really went from playing masters at work and india one day to literally playing britney spears the next and wow as you can imagine that's a hell of a culture shock but i managed to hang on in there for a further eight years before i came back to music again
We are going deeper and deeper with well, Chris Phillips here. Sorry, man. Given half an, a chance, I do go in deep. <laughs> uh, that's the legend, anyway. Listen to the bass. Listen to the bass. Listen to the bass. Stanley on the bass. Stanley Clark to the bass, bass, bass. Gotta elevate your mind, look inside and you'll find all your answers to your house. Damage to your mind and your grind you can't have, so you must eradicate it some way, no doubt. Some blow trees, others take to the knees in the gloomiest of times for the hope of sunlit. Some get lost on lights, brutal courts, while others get through spark plugs in the pit. Fight in the pit, I'll be stepping away from the scene and recharging all the batteries you have and such. Then entering the new with all signs you grew intact. In fact, you just stayed in touch. I gotta ignore the pace of the next man and work on my natural go. Digging on my God, giving me in the way that'll shine to everybody and perhaps you all know. Feeling my connection to the rest of the globe when somebody cries there, it's a tear over here. Standing up for morale, the freedom of the being, standing up to the powers, not submitting in fear. By in fear, I mean stepping away from the scene and not doing my thing, doing my thing full love. If love ain't supported, then my life gets supported. We resort to instincts that will leave us all dumb. Stanley on the base. 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 Stanley
gotta ignore the pace of the next man and work on my natural go. Dig it on my God giving me in the way that'll shine to everybody and perhaps you all know Feeling my connection to the rest of the globe When somebody cries there, it's a tear over here Standing up for morale, the freedom of the being Standing up to the powers, not submitting in fear But in fear, I mean stepping away off the scene And not doing my thing, doing my thing for love If love ain't supported, then my life gets supported We resort to instincts that leave us all the Love ain't supported, then my life it gets supported. We resort to instincts that'll leave us all love. If love ain't supported, then my life it gets supported. We resort to instincts that'll leave us all love. If love ain't supported, then my life it gets supported. We resort to instincts that'll leave us all love. If love ain't supported, then my life it gets supported. We resort to instincts that'll leave us all love. Square podcast today. I am joined by the beautiful Chris Phillips, and uh, wow, you know, you, I never realize how big an artist gets over time because maybe I've been around the block a little bit too long. But uh, Q-Tip is becoming huge, isn't he? Well, yeah, he is. He's always been huge with a generation of hip hop fans, but these days he's a bit of a muso and is is doing things on the on the sly, like um, producing Grammy award winning jazz artists like Esperanza Spaulding, you know, she brought him in to get that kind of aesthetic, that sound that she likes, the kind of Tribe Called Quest or hip-hop aesthetic. So he's been working with her. He's got his own band. He's, he's known as Kamal the Abstract as well. He's, um, he's doing all sorts of stuff. And, yeah, teaming up there with Stanley Clark is just one of the things. I mean, he's been with the Chemical Brothers. You name it, down the years, he's good for a collab. Maybe you can get him in the studio, man. <laughs> I should be so lucky. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Well, um, I think we've, we've we've been tapping into R&B now, so what's next? Yeah, we're going to do something from one of my favorite artists um, of all time at the moment, um, Dwele. He's uh, one of Detroit's greatest sons, and there's a little track that he put on a CD come EP that was exclusively for those that went to see his London concerts at the Jazz Cafe, Four Lips in the Dark. Hey, it's you. It's you. Yeah. 
There you go, that's Dwelle, and uh, I think called Four Lips in the Dark. So if you were lucky enough to get down to Camden and see him at the Jazz Cafe, you had a chance to buy that for a fiver, I think it was, and uh, he only gave it out there. And then I don't know if it's going to be on his new album, but his, his new album is due very soon. But, you know, it was excitement, fervour, anticipation when Dwelle's album comes out, always in my household. <laughs> Fantastic. But, and so you find yourself going to gigs and finding about new artists and things like that? Yeah, yeah, always. I mean, I'm always interested to see new stuff and, and always also see the, the artists that I believe in, you know, and see what they've got and what they're serving up. I mean, I didn't think that Dwelle could come with it because uh, I've seen him so many times. He hasn't had a new album out in a while, but he certainly brought, brought the heat, you know, and everyone in the jazz cafe was up for it and it's whet the appetite for the new album. I mean, R&B these days, you know, what is it? You know, yeah. if you look at the state of R&B, I was talking with um, Deborah Bond on the radio just the other day, and she said it's, it's almost heartbreaking to her what R&B has become in America. This kind of infusion of um, former cheesy Euro pop with R&B stars shouting over the top. You know, where's mm. the soul gone? Where, where's the depth of integrity in it? I don't know. But some artists are still putting out stuff, and Duelle is one of them. But there is a guy on the horizon, actually, that um, is, is doing some good stuff, and he's been bubbling on the underground for a little while. His name is Frank Ocean. You know him? Uh, I've heard of him. Yeah. Never played anything on the Sunlight Square podcast, but uh, I understand we're going to. Yeah, we've got a, a, a track from him called Super Rich Kids, which is on his new album. I think you're going to love this. It's, uh, it's quite deep, actually, for an R&B cut. I think it might have something to do with Pharrell. bottles of this wine we can't pronounce too many bowls of that green no lucky charms the maids come around too much parents ain't around enough too many joy rides in daddy's jaguar too many white lies and white lines super rich kids with nothing but loose Super rich kids with nothing but fake friends Start my day up on the roof There's nothing like this type of view Point the clicker at the tube I prefer expensive news New car, new girl New ice, new glass New watch, good times, baby It's good times, yeah She washed my back three times a day This shower head feels so amazing We'll both be high The help don't stare 
They just walk by, they must don't care A million, one, a million, two A hundred more will never do Too many bottles of this wine we can't pronounce Too many bowls of that green, no lucky charms The maids come around too much Parents ain't around enough Too many joy rides in daddy's Jaguar Too many white lies and white lines Super rich kids with nothing but loose ends Super rich kids with nothing but fake friends Real love I'm searching for a real love What you can't imagine We are the Zanny Nash and Caddy Smashing Braddy Assy Matty Snatched the Daddy's Jagging Used the shit for batting practice Adam and Annie thrashing Purchasing crappy grams with half the hand of cash you handed Panic and patch me up Pappy done lashkied us Toying with raggy hands And Mammy done had enough Brash as fuck Reaching all these aqueducts Don't believe us Treat us like we can't erupt Yeah. We end our day up on the roof I say I'll jump, I never do But when I'm drunk, I act the fool Talking about Do they so wings until it suits? I'm on that ledge She grabs my arm She slaps my head Cause good times, yeah Sleep if summer, slip or fall It's down like 60 stories And some don't end The way they should My silver spoon It's very good A million one, a million cash Close my eyes and feel the crash Too many bottles of this wine we can't pronounce Too many bowls of that green, no lucky charms The maids come around too much Parents ain't around enough Too many joy rides in daddy's Jaguar Too many white lies and white lines Super rich kids with nothing but loose ends Super rich kids with nothing but fake friends Real love Ain't that something real? I'm searching for real Rich kids. <laughs> Super cool tune in my book. I like that. There aren't many R&B artists out there that I'm saying that are doing anything for me anyway. But Frank Ocean, his new album is very interesting. Very interesting. And it's catching the eye and the ear of music lovers, you know. Super rich kids. Yeah, a tale yeah. of uh, extreme 
debauchery with money and wealth and uh, alcohol. Yeah. Crazy stuff, man. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it must be very hard nowadays, you know, to be saying something really innovative in uh, with the with the hip hop uh, rap scene, uh, you yeah. know, after the Public Enemy. I mean, uh, <laughs> where do you go from there? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I think Chuck D is the kind of guy that changed people's way of thinking, you know, with his lyrics. But uh, yeah, it's nice to have somebody trying to say something. You know, rather than just bland lyrics about drinking crystal and whatnot, it's great. It's, it's that guy flipped it. You know, I like that. Yeah. And and of course, I mean, uh, you see a lot of music ha- going on here in London, south side of the city. On the other hand, there are people like Mala. Yeah, well, I mean, London and British music in general just goes through interesting phases, and uh, it's always a kind of hybrid of the previous scene that comes out. And dubstep is the thing that's kind of kicking in with the kids at the moment, of course. And yeah. Marla, invariably, what happens with these scenes is they get to a saturation point and they start becoming slightly academic musically. Drum and bass did the same thing, so we had the likes of Goldie yeah. producing some quite in-depth productions. When before it was just all about energy and ruckus and noise, it suddenly became musical. Well, Marlo is one of these guys who's embraced, you know, uh, influences from other parts of the world. And he's got a new thing coming out for uh, Brownsville Records, Giles Peterson's label. And uh, it's called Marla in Cuba. And that's literally what it is. So this next tune we're going to play by Marla is called Cale F. And it's got a real Afro-Cuban influence on it. But at the same time, it is just uniquely dubstep. Let's do it.
Well, I'll tell you what, the privilege and the honor is all mine today because having you here is really such a pleasure, man. We need hours and hours and hours because I've got so much music I'm not even going to touch on, but maybe we'll do part two some, someday. You know, maybe I'll get a theme going, we'll play one type of thing. But we're really stepping over the genres. I, told, I said at the beginning we would do that. I couldn't agree more. I mean, London is such an inspiration and uh, you are one of the living proof of uh, why that is. I know that you have one last track and uh, what is that yeah, going to be? Let's finish up on something that's similarly with an Afro-Cuban influence. It's, um, it's from Havana Cultura, Volume 2. And it's by Orisa. It's called Como Como. But this is the remix courtesy of someone I'm really, really feeling at the moment. He's also a very nice guy. And that's Darby's very own At Jazz. I think you're going to like this. Fantastic. Chris, thank you very much for coming around. I hope to see you very, very soon. And uh, everyone can listen to your show every morning on every Jazz morning. FM. Six in the morning if you're mad enough. You don't really want to miss <laughs> that. <laughs>
Bye. 